Hello there, Alaskans, wherever you are. Welcome to the Must Read Alaska Show. Coming to you from somewhere in Alaska. This is the place where we talk about, you guessed it, Alaska. Where we keep the mainstream media on their toes and where we are standing up for what's right and a world run by leftists. You can find out more by heading over to mustreadalaska.com and also checking out the Must Read Alaska YouTube channel for some really great content. But first, let's get this party started. Excellent. Well, welcome aboard, everybody. And this is the Must Read Alaska show coming to you from somewhere in Alaska. And I'm so happy to be with you this morning. And we've got a great guest. I hope everybody had a, a great weekend. Check out the newsletter this morning. If you don't subscribe, yeah, I posted it on the Facebook page. Um, I posted it on our website. Make sure you uh, take a look at it. There's some really juicy little tidbits in there. There's stuff that you won't yeah. get anywhere else in Alaska. So make sure you check out the newsletter. And we've got a big show today, John Quick. Um, let's thank our sponsor first. I uh, want to thank the Charlie Pierce for Governor for sponsoring our show. The Must Read Alaska show is sponsored by Charlie Pierce for Governor. And we really, really appreciate the support from um, Charlie Pierce on the Kenai. So thank you so much, Charlie. We have a special guest with us today. I am very, very happy. Got a big smile on my face because we have John Coghill with us. And he is a former state senator from North Pole area of the interior. He's a friend of mine. And uh, John, just say hello to the Must Read Alaska Nation. Good morning, Must Read Alaska Nation. Beautiful, <laughs> beautiful day. I'm traveling, so I get uh, to sit in the airport while I'm talking to you. Yes, and I'm traveling too, and so my my computer is propped up on an ironing board in a hotel. <laughs> so we're, it's, a, it's a glamorous life we lead. I mean, it's just, <laughs> just terribly glamorous. And and John, you you sound you look like you're in. Uh, you always have your background blurred, so you're somewhere somewhere <laughs> in Alaska. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> at an undisclosed location yeah. on the in the witness protection program. <laughs> Well, we are thrilled to have you on our show, and I know you're there in the uh, B concourse there. You're trying to catch a plane to Juneau for a forum tonight, which yep. is the forum that's being put on by the Capital City Republicans. And several of the Republican candidates for Congress have been invited. You are among them, I believe. Yep. So there are some yep. other ones like um, Tara Sweeney and uh, Sarah Palin and Nick Begich and I think what Josh Revac. So Josh there, there's Revac. Se yeah, several of you. It's going to be a very interesting forum this afternoon. And I wish that I could be there. Unfortunately, I can't. So I just couldn't, I couldn't, you know, the air airfares are getting so expensive. You just can't yeah. always change your ticket anymore. It's just got to really watch those pennies. But before you head to Juno, thanks for taking some time to talk about your campaign with us. I wanted to um, get, make sure that everybody gets a sense of who you are you have been uh, a sort of a, a feature and a force in Alaska politics for a really long <laughs> yeah. time. So let's talk about yeah. your your bio. Tell us uh, tell us about your family because not everybody knows. Uh, just before you go yeah. into that, rem remember that every year we have turnover of about six percent of That's Alaskans, true. and it's yeah. a huge turnover. And people might not know the uh, you know where the Coghill family came from and so forth. So I'd like to hear about that. Sure. <clears throat> Thanks, Suzanne. Well, I'm a third generation Alaskan. Uh, Ninana is the hometown where I was brought up. My grandfather started a grocery store there, and uh, we ended up uh, being small uh, business merchants for all of my life, pretty much. My dad was uh, a mayor. Uh, he was on the Constitutional Convention. He was a territorial legislator. He was a senator, finally lieutenant governor. And so when it was my turn to look for somebody to run for office, they said, Coggill, that's a good name. Why don't you do it? 
because he had made a good name. Uh, he was a longtime Republican Party man. Uh, it's just, uh, it was a good, good heritage. So I get to walk in that shadow. Uh, he just did a good job. So he helped build Alaska, and uh, he was one of the guys that just put a shoulder to it and loved it. You could just tell he loved working in Alaska. So uh, I took a little different path. I about 10 years in construction work, about 15 years as a pastor's assistant doing family counseling, teaching in a small private school. And uh, when I was 48, uh, I was out looking for somebody to run for office. That's when dad's name finally caught up with me <laughs> and uh, I ran for office. And so I spent 22 years in the legislature, 10 in the House and uh, uh, 12 in the Senate. Uh, and so now uh, Don Young died. And so people began to say to me, why don't you think about it? And two reasons, what you know, the people you know, uh, so what you know, and then uh, uh, this ranked choice voting is going to be a new experiment in Alaska. And I think the more conservatives you have in that final four, the better off it's going to be for Alaska. Yeah, so everybody just have to give some patience to the um, announcer in the background. Yeah. John is doing his best he can um, there in the airport as he catches a plane to Juneau. And I, and we just have to be patient with that. That doesn't bother me a bit. I know that it's just sort of, it's the way we are in Alaska. We are for the course. Yeah, we are. We kind of in and out of airports a lot. I know I sure am. Um, so, so tell me, um, so your, your grandfather came up to Alaska, obviously he, he was, was he born here or did he come up? No, he was, uh, he came from uh, England. Uh, he was a printer by trade, uh, came to print in uh, British Columbia and decided to come up to Alaska. So he carried printing uh, material up. He was a typesetter. And uh, in delivering uh, uh, newspapers to the miners along the Fairbanks area, uh, began to haul groceries and things like that. And finally ended up buying a store in Ninana. Uh, okay. So uh, he began to do everything from uh, the groceries, which was a big deal, but uh, grub staking miners and uh, trappers and uh, male people, because a lot of the mail at those days was done by dog, dog team. So where the rail hit Ninana, uh, in fact, he was there when the original Surum run went uh, and helped uh, grub stake some of the uh, dogs. That was, it's just a good history. Man, it's a great history. So yeah. if people, people are interested in the true history of Alaska, um, you just can't do better than to follow the, the family Coghill from Ninana and um, it's Ninana, isn't it? It's not Nanana. Yeah, right, and Ninana. That, I've had to train myself all these years not to say Ninana, but it's Ninana. And the yeah. store is still there and it's still a family store, correct? Uh, we sold it just two years ago, but it's still got the name. So, and, the name, uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's, and I get to be the executor for dad's estate. So uh, I am still involved in it by yeah. way of uh, accepting the payments and passing them on to the heirs. Oh, very, very good. And so, so then you, um, you did join the, the Senate uh, uh, representing Ninana, not North Pole. I thought it was well, North it, Pole. It was North Pole. See, I followed yeah. this good looking girl to North Pole about 47 years ago okay. and uh, never made it back to Ninana. Okay. And so, and we have had this wonderful relationship for 47 years. And, um, and so on that topic, you, you're, you lived in North Pole, you ran for Senate, you've served in the Senate for many years. And what are the, some of the, tell us some of the positions you served in in the Senate. 
Oh, you're going to have to un- unmute your mic. Oh, yeah. I, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm That's trying right. to get... Tried to shut the announcer down. <laughs> we're, we're, yeah, we're try, you're trying to mute her, right? <laughs> so uh, in both the House and the Senate, I served as a majority leader and the rules chairman. So I was in the leadership most of the time in my uh, uh, work in both the House and the Senate. Uh, so uh, I've been able to negotiate with both the House and the Senate, uh, the governors, and uh, have seen a few governors uh, trying to figure out how to keep Alaska uh, economically stable and morally straight, and we've been uh, uh, pretty pretty active in it, both publicly and privately. Well, John, do you have any questions for John? For John Quick, do you have any questions for John Coghill? <laughs> yeah, Senator. So I have a question for you. So, um, and it's um, I'll I'll say the question that I'll kind of give a little background behind it. Sure. Um, how do you feel faith? Uh, is faith an important role when it comes to an elected official? Because I think a lot of times conservatives in the main, you know, they turn on the TV and they see the mainstream media. And even, you know, we have a uh, Democrat, you know, controlled house and a Democrat as our president. And we see them saying faith is bad. Jesus is bad. uh, Christianity is bad. None of that needs to be, have any place in politics. And we get discouraged because we don't, uh, at least me and my friends and family, we don't think that. We think that faith should be involved in, in, in politics. So my question to you is, is there a role uh, for your faith when it comes to politics and how has that played out when, when you were the senator? Sure, it's an essential role. So when I was a teacher, I taught uh, the Declaration of Independence because that's the reason America even became America, right? Uh, the United States. Uh, and it says, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal and that they're endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. And so our creator and our faith are a big, big part of how we not only have been formed, but how we move on in our society. So in my view, uh, people of faith are going to be essential in this time. I think we're drifting. There's no doubt about it. We're drifting. Uh, One of the reasons why I decided to step up is because we're drifting into what I would call a secular society where it should be kind of a faith-based society. We have been for uh, many, many decades, right? And so we're, we're feeling the shift of it. Uh, the big thing is, I think people need to understand, you don't use God in politics. You let God use you. And I think some people have used God as their moniker instead of letting God use them as their servant. I think it's important that we return to let God use you as a servant. You serve your people under his behalf. I'm willing to do that. And I'm a strong Christian. So uh, I'm willing to uh, let God use me while I serve America under its rule of law. Nice. So we have, you know, you have 48 other folks going against, <laughs> yeah. going against you. What I call do you it think, a stampede. <laughs> yeah. What do you think separates you from the pack? What's, what makes you different from the other 47? Well, uh, kind of my family history uh, gives me that sense of history in Alaska. I've got to watch the statehood movement come to fruition and how to land our state uh, among the United States uh, as an equal partner in, uh, in our union. Uh, I feel that that history is a big, big part of it. The other thing is, uh, with my time in the legislature, uh, I'm kind of a known commodity. Uh, good or bad in some people's eyes, when I say I'm going to be something, that's what I am. And so if I'm pro-life, that's what you're going to get. If I say we want to limit the authority of government, that's where you're going to find me fighting. 
so I think uh, I'm a fiscal conservative. I'm a free market guy. Those kind of things are, to me, essential to make America work again. And so Alaska has a lot of good assets that I know about. The other thing that I know, after so many years in the, in the public arena, and really even in the Christian arena, I served uh, many villages working uh, with missionaries and doing vacation Bible school. Uh, I know the people and I'm willing to serve them. So what I know about the people, what I know about Alaska and what I know about America drive me to make myself available. Very good. And I'm um, just you know, in, on that topic, I know that you've been working in uh, rescue mission for uh, a couple yeah. of years. And, yeah. and I know that I see, see that puts a big smile on your face when I say that. Yeah. So obviously that brings you joy. What are some of the other things that have shaped your character and your destiny? Well, I got to tell you, uh, my mom and my dad, right? Uh, dad taught me how to be a good business guy because we lived uh, and worked being merchants. Mom taught me how to work with people to respect them, to honor them. And so I got the best of both worlds. Dad taught me how to be a good servant. Mom taught me how to serve well. And so I think that's a big part of it. And then in my mid twenties, I became a Christian and man, did I turn because I was uh, probably drinking way too much, partying way too much. And when I was 24 years old, uh, the good Lord saved me from not only myself, but from my own condemnation. So I would say the Bible has shaped my life now for the last 48 years. Very, very good. Well, you know, a lot of us can relate to that. Uh, that certainly you weren't the only one partying in your 20s. I will promise you that. Um, so I'm going to take a little cough break here, if, if you don't mind. Uh, John, maybe you could pick up from there. Yeah. So, uh, Senator, what it, what's your thoughts on um, the new to-dos of the Roe versus Way. We had, we've had uh, Tara Sweeney on a couple weeks ago and she made the announcement on our show that she was pro-life and then literally, I don't know, three days later made yeah. the announcement she wow. was pro-choice. And so where, where is your stance? I feel, I feel like I know it, but yeah. it sounds like you're, you, have, you don't flip-flop depending on every third day that comes about. You probably another reason. This, yeah, that's stance. another reason. <laughs> Well, another reason why I'm running, because so many people can say things, I've at least proven it. Ever since Roe versus Wade uh, came to be, I have uh, protested. I have uh, worked as, in law to try to change whatever we can in Alaska. We have not only the Roe versus Wade problem, but we have our own uh, Supreme Court issue in that the right to privacy. I have fought those on every level that I can, both uh, socially, doing it in my church, walking around with signs and then legally battling it out between us, the Supreme Court and many legislators, because it's a political position. But the reality is you have to honor a life. God makes the life. And so a baby doesn't have a voice. Somebody's got to speak up for the baby. Equally, though, a woman is made of God, too. And I think you have to stand up for the woman as well. So you, it's not an either or thing. It's just how do you value the life of both? Well, the woman's in trouble, help her out, but also help the baby, you know. So the Roe versus Wade thing, uh, uh, I'm glad to see it come into this point in our history. The next chapter could be very interesting because now we're going to have to probably settle into Alaska debate. Uh, we'll see how the Supreme Court does it. Uh, I think the leak was too bad. It makes me a little nervous. Hang on. 
I'm sorry, I got right in the middle of them loading airplanes. I'm sorry. It's all good. But I, I think we're gonna we're gonna have to figure out how to make each state uh, come to the table. The good news is it'll be an honest debate throughout America, and the babies probably will get saved because I think that the more you bring this topic up, the more the science is available. You do ultrasound, people will begin to see a baby as just that another human being. And uh, it's a shame that we've wandered into this world, but here we are. And as for me, I'm pro-life, period. Very interesting. Well, you know, I noticed that one of the people that is running for uh, the congressional seat, uh, in addition to you and uh, the 46 others, is Chris (laughs) Constant. And he said on his website that he is absolutely 100% pro-choice without exception. And I think that is a, a remarkable statement. And I noticed the mayor of New York also said that, that he is pro-choice without exception. And when you say without exception, of course, that means all the way up until that baby is born. Yeah. And in fact, there are many people who, in, who feel that, that they can be pro-choice up until the baby takes a first breath of air. I heard uh, Scott Kendall making that remark yeah. the other day. That's true. Which is extraordinary. Um, it's it's extraordinary uh, that people will be so hardlined against what is clearly a life and, and clearly can feel pain and clearly can, yeah. you know, oh, this man. idea that people can, that you, that w- you have to wait till the baby's viable. And then when the baby's viable, then that's when you can't destroy it. Well, I'm telling you, when that baby's born, it's not viable. That's when right. that baby's two <laughs> years old, it's not viable. It's, yeah. it's probably not viable until it's about eight or nine, maybe 10 years old. And then it's just going to, you know, if you left it on its own, it would be a, a pretty bad situation, but, but children aren't viable when they're, when, when they're born. And so we can't use that as the, anyway, we can get into that topic another time, but <laughs> um, uh, the, let's talk about where you stand on um, some of these other things that like, I, I, a question that I have for you is, some of the, the three topics that are most important to you when you think about serving in Congress. So you've served in the Senate and you've, um, you've, you've handled all the issues that Alaska has to dish out. Sure. But when you go to Congress, if you had three things that you wanted to settle on to work on hard, what would they be? So one of them we've already covered, uh, the moral issues, the family, the pro-life issue, the, the moral structure of America needs a voice and I'd be willing to do that. When it comes to Alaska, uh, the economic development and probably the first place you go to that is access to lands. We have to share so much with the federal government that we get throttled back on our ability to uh, to use our lands properly. So I would say uh, taking some of the uh, land uh, uh, issues, there's about four or five of them. Uh, everything from the no more clause on Southeast, I mean, uh, in Anilka to just getting access across land. Uh, it, it, so, and we have some lands that are already uh, just held in, in bay that need to be let loose. So all the land issues in Alaska, because economically that's going to be our, to our benefit. And probably the other thing is our national debt is just a national travesty. Mm. It's just amazing. And I know you're not going to be able to tax your way out of it necessarily, oh. but you've got to build an economy. You have to be competitive in the world. Alaska has a lot we can offer, oil, gas, fish, whatever we can offer, mining, minerals, uh, rare earth minerals. That will help us maybe be productive. But any way that we can put our uh, economy back into a a productive economy, because our national debt is going to eat us up if we don't get real productive real soon. 
And I don't know if we can get out of it, but I know one thing, you're not going to do it if you're not competitive in the world and productive at home. Right. Well, we've seen the, um, the, the nation's economy go from the best economy in the history of our country, which would be the best economy in the history of the world, yeah. to an economy where I, was, uh, I went to the store last night just to check on the supply of baby formula. And uh, just to make sure that yeah. I, I wasn't just making this up in my head that it was a problem. And they literally have the baby formula locked so that yeah. people can't get to it because it is so precious a commodity now. For everybody, mm-hmm. everybody who thinks socialism is a good idea, this is your first taste of it. Yeah, and this is answer- where you, you starve your babies because yeah. what happens now is that the mothers will absolutely dilute that formula if they have to and and that's where starvation begins it's some people some people confuse a safety net with the whole socialism uh setup i'm okay with some safety net but we have way way overdone it and this controlling our economy controlling our people controlling what you think and say uh it's just gotta quit and those are the reasons why i'm willing to step up because uh, our freedom of speech our freedom of religion are under attack uh the, the thought police uh, want to take over if, if they can just give them a break and they'll take it. And so I think we have to stand up on every front wherever we can. And I'm not the only one. I know that I'm not the only one. It's just that I know uh, I've got a proven track record. I'm willing to do it. Uh, I say I'm going to do it. And yeah, you're going to go on Congress. You're one of uh, 430 some. Right. And so yeah. you have to you have to find who believes like you do and join with them and go like crazy to, to stop everything you can that is the insanity of this administration, quite frankly. So uh, uh, I'm willing to do it. Uh, and if other people are willing to do it, I'm going to pray for them and uh, push them. Uh, all the Republicans in this race, uh, uh, I generally will support. Uh, of course, I'm a pro-life guy. So that's, to me, a big test. I'm a free market guy. That's a big test. And I'm an Alaskan. That's a big test. And so, uh, but there are a few of us in this race that are like that. Uh, I think uh, Nick, who I called actually when uh, I decided to run, because him and I think alike. It's just that I feel like my voice needs to be in this mix. Very, very good. And um, and so let's take a, a, a stab at this other topic that I had, which was the marijuana caucus. Uh, Don Young, <laughs> this was very important to Don Young. He He was a a member of the marijuana caucus and he believed no, in le- legalizing fine. marijuana. Um, would you continue that legacy with him? Do you think in terms of your support for completely legalizing cannabis across all the States? No, <laughs> absolutely not. I, I, I think uh, it's a shame that we've done it in America and I understand the libertarian approach of, okay, live and let live. The trouble is we have now uh, got it settled into our society where it's dumbing us down. It's not working. It's a gate. It still is a gateway, whether people like it or not. Uh, what we're doing to our youth is just absolutely crazy. So the answer is no, I would not join it and I will fight it. I fought it when we tried to legalize it. Well, we did actually legalize it. And then I tried to help them with the regulation to at least protect children. Uh, the, what you can do in concentrates now is just an amazing thing. Uh, we have not only a drug problem uh, with the hard drugs, but this is kind of step one. And yeah. uh, I, I don't think it's a good step. Well, we're, we are definitely seeing a lot more uh, trouble with fentanyl and, and some of the other uh, drugs. And these um, cannabis products are extremely powerful. They aren't 
the the little weed joints that I had when I was a kid. I'll tell you that much. These are well, really, really strong substances. And Suzanne, they're actually lacing other things in with that marijuana. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. they're putting them in these vapings and no telling what's in that vape. Uh, and uh, our behavioral health problem is quite often because of people misusing drugs. Exactly. Exactly right. Okay. Good to know where you stand on that. John Quick, what do you have for John Cockhill? Uh, Senator, what are you what are you excited about in Alaska? There's a lot of things that I think people talk about that they want to change or do better or fix. Are there are there things you're excited about in Alaska and that you want to see keep headed the same direction? And yes, absolutely. Well, I'm excited about Alaska. Period. You know. Uh, when the world sees Alaska, they see this beautiful, beautiful little state, and uh, we get to be the spokesman for it. Even though our sister states or the federal government owns so much of it, our voice gets to be for it. And I would like to see our voice become the best voice. We're Arctic, we're Pacific, we're, uh, you know, big mountains. <laughs> and so uh, invite people in, charge them when they get here. Uh, keep your yard clean. Uh, help business grow. We can't find employees right now. We need to get a vibrant economy going. I get excited about that because there's lots to do in Alaska. There's, uh, I think America needs what we have. Uh, right now we're in a little bit of a slump. Uh, we've lost population. Uh, and some people don't want people to come to Alaska, but you know, people help it grow. They are, uh, they're entrepreneurs, they grow. So I wanna be a part of that. Uh, I get excited about that. Sorry about that. They're, I'm trying to shut the announcers off when I don't know. I don't know how loud they come off on you, but man, they're blasting my ears. They're not that bad. Believe it or not. Okay. I, could, I know you're struggling with it because they're right in your ear, but they're not that bad for us. We can okay, hear you. good. You're, you're coming through amazingly loud and clear considering this um, <laughs> sort of a situation. Well, and I do appreciate you just uh, stopping off to, to talk to us while you're on your way to Juno, because this, if you're in Congress, this is kind of what your life will be like. Sure, You'll be yeah. taking lots of meetings in Concourse B, right? And I enjoy people. I enjoy Alaska. Uh, if I get to do this, uh, I will be a happy man and I'll do everything I can to tie the people of Alaska together. We have a diversity but uh, we're a small enough people we can tie it together pretty good and then become a voice in Congress that I think will be a phenomenal voice. So tell me, is there anything that you kind of wish that John and I would have asked you today uh, that you'd like to spotlight for yourself in terms of your candidacy? Not really. You guys have covered some pretty good things. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah I, you know, uh, we're just Alaskans. We're a small people. I come from a river district, uh, so that was a transportation corridor. It may be the transportation needs in Alaska from all over Alaska, right? Southeast Alaska needs water. Maybe their, their uh, boats need to be changed up. Uh, the interior needs roads. We have to fight in court every day for a road. Uh, the Ambler Road is one example. So I would say the transportation system in Alaska, and if Don did something well, he tried to get Alaska uh, the, the means to, to uh, build roads. Uh, we have to get across federal land quite often. Uh, and so building in Alaska is always gonna be a challenge. But what we can do is we can show the world that not only can it be done, it can be done well. We have done that in our oil fields. We have done that in our mining fields. We've done that in our transportation system. So uh, the, uh, the ferry system down Southeast needs some work. There's no doubt about it, but so do some of my, uh, frost heaved roads up in the interior, <laughs> you know? So I'd say transportation, 
our food chain issue in Alaska, uh, our supply chain, I should say, uh, is fragile. And we need to work on trying to diversify that where we can. We depend upon Seattle. We depend upon our boat traffic coming in and out. Uh, we have a couple of docks in Alaska, one in uh, 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 Valdez, one in Anchorage. Uh, Matsu is trying like crazy to get one going. Those are all going to be important to us uh, because you have to have diversity in your supply chain uh, access. So uh, good air transportation, we depend upon it here in Alaska. So our airports, uh, all those things are going to be important to me. So transportation is a big key to a good economic growth in my view. So uh, right, if we miss something, that was it probably in this discussion. Right, and not to not to forget about ports as well. Uh, you're oh, right, that, that infrastructure. I, I was just trying to think of the last time that we built an actual road, and I think it might be the Palmer-Wasilla Highway trunk road there. I mean, I don't know when we built a, a major road. It was been, it's, you, you, you think about Egan Drive in Juneau, and it goes across all these wetlands as it goes out yeah. to the airport. You and they fought it like crazy. You'd never be able to build that road today. You'd still be on that little two-lane highway weaving in and out. Yeah, it takes 20 years uh, even to get a permit, get and a permit. It, it really shouldn't. Now, the thing is, we have done it well. We've proven to people that we can do it well, uh, but it has to be proven over and over and over again. Uh, we need to get some precedent set for what we can do in Alaska, and so transportation is key. Well, I know that you've got a plane to catch, and I'm not going to keep you much longer. <laughs> I just want to give you a chance to tell people where they can find out more about your candidacy uh, online, I, I presume. Yep. And sure. can you yeah. t- tell us what your URL is for your campaign? Yes, it's uh, coghillforcongress.com. And that's and Coghill with F O R. Coghill, okay. yeah. C O G H I L L F O R congress.com. Oh, okay. And then if you want to send me an email, it's john at coghillforcongress.com. Uh, or you can call me because I will take phone calls 907 687 6091. And uh, if you get jammed up, I'll call you back later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's great. So ba- basically, coghillforcongress.com. And if, yep. if you want to send a note to John and ask him questions where he stands on issues, it's john at coghillforcongress.com. And that's I'm, me. I'm really, really just so thrilled that you were able to join us today. We're going to um, sign off here. But before we do, we want to thank everybody for being supporters of Must yes. Read Alaska. It makes it possible for us to do this kind of work. To, to showcase conservative voices, to showcase conservative points of view, and to give you a forum online for you to uh, discuss uh, politics. And we especially value conservative commentary, unlike other um, media in Alaska that suppresses conservative commentary. We welcome it. And if you'd like to support the conservative side of the news, well, that Must Read Alaska has a donate button right on the right-hand side to help you, help you press it and, and keep us going. John has a podcast on Wednesday. And John, uh, you, you had a wonderful guest on Friday. You want to talk a little bit about that and people can go back to that show and look at it? Yeah, so we had Danica on the show uh, uh, last week and she's like the Alaska Instagram rock star. She's Alaska famous. And um, she does, uh, one of the businesses she's own, she owns is she helps plan people's Alaska dream trip. So we're going to be giving away a one hour plan session probably today or tomorrow when I have some time. And uh, so if you want to enter to win that, all you have to do is go like, comment, or share the previous podcast with Danica, and uh, you'll be entered to win an exclusive one hour uh, uh, sit down with her on the phone so she can help either you or a family or friend plan your dream Alaska trip. 
That's fantastic. And you also, you also did a podcast with uh, Charlie Pierce, Charlie Pierce for governor. And while we're at it, we want to thank Charlie Pierce for governor for sponsoring this show today and uh, really appreciate you helping us get to all the nooks and crannies all over Alaska with this uh, wonderful show where we are able to showcase people from all over the state, including this amazing guest today that we've had, John Coghill. We are so grateful you took the time, John. I just want to, to thank you one more time and wish you all the best in Juneau and all the best on the campaign trail. Thank you, Suzanne. Thank you, John. Appreciate yep. it very much. Thanks, Senator. All right, everybody. Until next week, we're signing off from somewhere in Alaska.